Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Across the Pond WNBA podcast, part of the Across the Pond Sports Network. Don't forget to check us out on social media and on our website, atpsports.net. Now over to your host of Across the Pond WNBA podcast, James Scott. Hello and welcome to Across the Pond WNBA podcast. It's uh, been a week, uh, that's for sure. So, uh, Michelle's not with us just now, it's just myself. I don't even have a guest, I'm all by my lonesome. I'm sure there's a song that goes along with that. Uh, so, moving on <laughs> from my loneliness, we do have uh, a massive uh, show ahead in terms of results. Uh, I'm actually going to take you back because we didn't get a chance to cover it. I'm going to take you back to the last night of the regular season. Uh, we had the Mystics, Sparks and Liberty all vying for that eighth spot to put them into the playoffs. And Liberty were, you know, they were 10th. So they're right at the bottom of the pile. The last thing we expected to happen uh, was that Liberty would make it to the playoffs. But some interesting results happened. Uh, so the Washington Mystics uh, were beaten by the Minnesota Lynx, 83-77. So that left Washington behind the Sparks. The Sparks were then beaten by the Dallas Wings, uh, 87-84. The Liberty, you know, just kind of stepped it up and made sure that they won their final game of the season and made sure that they were in that playoff spot. So uh, well done to to Liberty for making it to the playoffs. I think you have to give them a, a, a big shout out. And we spoke about this on the show before. You know, the Liberty is a young team. Sabrina is a young guard who is killing it. You know, she stayed in college, did her fourth year and you know, has come in as quite a mature player. She looks so mature. So, well done to Liberty for making the playoffs. I think it was very important for them that they did that. And it was it was great for the league. It meant that last night of the regular season there was something to play for. Uh, there was 
it's worthwhile watching games. Um, in some leagues, you don't always get that. So um, really happy to, to have seen that happen. Now, we will move it along to the playoffs themselves. Uh, the first game I'm going to talk about is the New York Liberty and the Phoenix Mercury. So the Phoenix Mercury obviously have had a, a tremendous season uh, and they were they were ready to go. You know, they wanted it um, really badly, but so did the New York Liberty. This was a really, really close game, and the New York Liberty were not giving this, uh, not giving up to this at all. I mean, they were up by the end of the first half, and it took the the Phoenix Mercury uh, to come back uh, to win this game. It finished 83-82. And there were some huge performances, absolutely huge performances, uh, right across the board. And what we've seen was just a team uh, around Sabrina that really got behind her. Um, so Laney, she had 25 points. Uh, Natasha Howard had 16. Rebecca Allen had 11. Uh, Sabrina herself had 14. Um, didn't see a lot of contribution from the bench. That's maybe where this this kind of went went wrong. Uh, but Really, really impressed with how they, they did go about it. Now, obviously, they did lose. Now, they lost to an absolutely outstanding team performance. Uh, off the bench, Sophie Cunningham just played 21 minutes. In that 21 minutes, scored 21 points. Uh, she was shooting 60, 67% from, from the field. From three point, she was shooting 80 5.7%. That is absolutely outstanding. She was 6 for 7. And that is amazing. And for me, this is what won the game. Yes, Skylar Diggins-Smith put up 22. Uh, Brianna Turner put up 12. Brittany Griner put up 16. But this was the Sophie Cunningham show. She really stepped up coming in off the bench. Uh, it was great to see. We didn't see Diana Taurasi in this game. Uh, that She was a kind of game-time decision didn't play. That was obviously sad because uh, if Mercury had went out, um, we wouldn't have seen her in the playoffs. So uh, really, really proud of, of what the Phoenix Mercury were able to, to do. And it was really good to see a well-balanced team, uh, which this is. I mean, Skylar Diggins-Smith is absolutely on fire in this game as well. Um, she was 40% from three-point range, uh, 44 field goal uh, altogether. So some big minutes, though. Some big minutes. 40 minutes for Brittany Griner and 37 for Dagan Smith. So uh, they did play a lot of minutes. Uh, but yeah, that coming out um, game for Sophie Cunningham was awesome. Um, and I think moving forward into the playoffs, uh, you can really see her step up more um, and be given more minutes just based upon um, what she was able to produce here. Um, so yeah, I think they have a lot to look forward to. Uh, the other first round elimination game was between the Dallas Wings and the Chicago Sky. Uh, Dallas Wings come in, obviously, ahead um, in terms of uh, the record. But this game wasn't really that close. Uh, Chicago took a big lead uh, out in the first quarter. I would say it was a blowout quarter. Uh, and they never really looked back. You know, they had a shaky third quarter where they started to allow Dallas back into the game. But it finished 81-64. So I would say it's pretty much a, a bit of a blowout. Uh, we've seen some a big performance for Arike Ugambawali. Um, she 
played particularly well for Dallas. Uh, but that that was pretty much it. I mean, some of the players that you would expect to have stepped up, Alicia Gray wasn't really in the game, played a lot of minutes, but wasn't really in the game. Satu Sabali, yeah, she didn't really, I mean, she was the only other player in double figures and points. Uh, so there wasn't a lot to shout about for Dallas. So a bit of a shame um, because they had such a good kind of season uh, running up to the playoffs. Uh, but Chicago, wow. Uh, they had a game and they were they were ready to play. And this was an awesome game uh, for Kayla Cooper. She had a really big, strong game. Addis Courtney, Founder Slout and Ali Quigley. Those two in the backcourt are just absolutely crazy together and um, that is a really strong backcourt uh, and one that is teams are going to struggle against uh, really uh, Diamond DeShields uh, she didn't start but she she did have some contributions in there um, I looked to her to have more minutes moving forward um, Candice Parker you know what can you say um, she is Candice Parker and she will what she does isn't always on the stat sheet. I'll, I'll say that much. So she did score 11 points, 15 rebounds. Uh, 13 of those were defensive, and she had 7 assists. So maybe not on the points score, but certainly in terms of second-chance points and you know cleaning up the boards, uh, she had an amazing game. And you know she's a team player, 7 assists. She's a power forward. She's got 7 assists. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot, who is a point guard, traditionally you would think would have more uh, assists she had six but yeah you would expect them to have more so uh, that was the first uh, elimination game so those elimination games i i find them a bit harsh because i think you've made the playoffs and then you've you're out but in actual fact you know what it was well worth it um it was a good show and i really enjoyed it i think the first round was good. We'll move it along to the awards. Now the awards that have been given out so far are for defense. So uh, this year's defensive player of the year, Sylvia Fowles. Congratulations to her. Uh, she has had an amazing, se amazing season uh, all round anyways. Um, the all defensive team, first team, uh, Jackwell Jones, Brianna Turner, Sylvia Fowles, Brittany Skies, uh, sorry Sykes, and uh, Brianne January. So they all made the first team. Uh, the second team, uh, a few noticeable names in here. Brianna Stewart, Brianna Jones, Brittany Griner, Jasmine Thomas, Ariel Atkins. I don't think there's any real surprises in there. Uh, I do know that the Washington Mystics weren't too happy uh, with someone who was not included uh, in what you would have thought would have been a kind of no-brainer. I thought uh, they would have made the, the team at least the second team, um, but they didn't. So uh, kind of sad on that. So that that player was Natasha Cloud. She'd had a great season uh, this year. And yeah, the both the Washington Mystics organization coach and a couple of their players kind of took to social media to say, you know, this wasn't quite right. They got this wrong. I think one comment from the coach was, yeah, what, what are these people looking at? Because it's not, it's not what the rest of us are looking at. Um, I thought she's been good. I would have had her on the second team at least. Uh, but then I think you've got to look at it from the perspective as who would you then take out if you if you want to add in uh, Cloud? So that was a little unfortunate. And I think we've still got some more awards to come out. So it'll be interesting to see 
if she does get a mention anywhere else, but I think defense was pretty much the thing that they were looking for for her to to kind of strap her heels to. So a uh, little bit of a shame, but is what it is. So moving along to the second round uh, of one game eliminations, and wow, did we have a couple of games on Sunday? These games were absolutely outstanding, and I'm I'm gonna park the Phoenix at Seattle game for a second. I know it was the first game and usually just go in order, but uh, I want to leave that uh, just for a second. So I'm going to talk about Chicago Sky and the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, so this game, you know, remembering that, you know, Chicago Sky are the lower seed here. Um, they came out pretty strong uh, in the first half and they were up by the halftime uh, and they just kept going. Uh, they basically won every half bar the first quarter, uh, sorry, every quarter, bar the first quarter, which they only lost by a point, uh, but they finished the game 89-76 to Chicago, and what I see when you look through the stats is you see a variation of players, like they had uh, five players, all in double digits, uh, Candace Parker was not one of them, she was two points shy, could have made it six, uh, Diamond Shields off the bench, as I said, I expected to see more of her. She was shooting 80%, uh, which is pretty decent. Candice Parker did, as I say, hit eight points. Just four rebounds this time around. Uh, Kaylee Cooper, she really stepped up with the rebounds. She was in double digits. She had a double-double for the game. But it's that uh, quickly Vandersloot pairing. Uh, they both played 31 minutes. Uh, one score, uh, Quigley scored 11. Corny Vandersloot, 19. Um, they both had some assists and some rebounds. Eventually, had five rebounds. Pretty impressive uh, for a point guard uh, and three steals as well. Uh, this game was was close, and I think these stats kind of show that. I mean, there was only really one standout uh, for Minnesota, and that's Ariel Powers, twenty four points. Other than that, like Zoe Fowles, she I mean she scored seventeen. She had eight rebounds. Uh, so she had a pretty decent game. She was shooting 66%. But when you're going up against a team like Chicago, who have a great backcourt, and obviously Kenneth Parker, uh, it's tough. And you've, you've got Diamond Shields coming in off the bench. I mean, that is a, a pretty loaded team. So it was a shame for Minnesota because they, they started the season slow, and then they had this big run up to the All-Star. Uh, and then, I don't know, I, they've never really found their footing kind of going along the way. So... Uh, a little bit of shame for them. But uh, Minnesota go out and Chicago move on. And, and well done to Chicago. I think they, they, put a, they put together a really good performance. So the next game we got is Phoenix and Seattle. This game had me on the edge of my seat the entire game. And this game went to overtime. <laughs> I'll have you know. So um, this game was not for the faint of heart. Phoenix took a, a lead right from the off. Really sloppy second quarter, however. Uh, they only scored nine. They kind of brought it back, second half, and they won the two quarters, taking it to overtime. Uh, however, in overtime, Phoenix were just, they were just dominant, and they were really strong on defense, and defense is what won this game. Uh, Seattle scored seven points in overtime, um, and that, that was the difference, was that defense. And uh, that's something that, going forward, Phoenix will really have to play on. Um, especially uh, Deanna Taurasi, who played in this game. Remember, she didn't play round one. She played in round two, and she did not look 100%. I mean, she was limping around, and I, I understand that she had to play this game, 
but at the same time, you know, future rounds coming up. Um, I mean, this team is, is again pretty stacked, but still. Um, if we go through the numbers, uh, Kia Nurse had a great game, uh, 12 points. Uh, she had a few rebounds, uh, shooting 40% from three. She was pretty solid. Brianne Turner, 12 points also, four, uh, 12 rebounds. Pretty, pretty decent. Brittany Griner, you'd expect to be high up in the, the rebounds. I think for her, offensive rebounds were a thing. She had five, so that's pretty decent. She had 16 overall, 23 points. And a lot of them were just putbacks from, from those offensive rebounds uh, that she was picking up. Deanna Torossi's numbers, I think percentage-wise, if she'd been 100% fit, would be better. But is what it is. Uh, she still managed 14 points. She still managed rebounds. Wow, uh, a couple of assists as well. So she had a she had a really good game for the 32, 33 minutes that she played. Um, it is just a shame to see her kind of limping around afterwards when she comes out get out of the game. Uh, Skylar Diggins Smith, another player. She played forty three minutes, a massive amount of minutes, and she was shooting thirty five percent, and she looked really really strong. She looked like she was happy to kind of carry the load somewhat. Um, when Diana was on and run the ball, which is what she likes to do. Uh, she had seven rebounds herself and six assists, along with 20 points. So uh, she was really happy. Now, going back to Sophie Cunningham, who had had that big game round one, sadly she wasn't able to capitalize on it. Uh, she did play at nine minutes, uh, didn't put any points up on the board. Uh, she had a, a three rebounds. Uh, she was definitely into the game, uh, that is for sure. But I don't know, I think Seattle maybe kind of had her number and we're like, nah, you're you're not doing this again. Uh, Kia Vaughn uh, was also someone who came on. She played uh, 16 minutes or so, so uh, she had a, she, she was okay. It wasn't anything to set the world on fire. But one thing I'm noticing about Phoenix is they don't go very deep in their bench. So hopefully, you know, if Diana is going to be injured and playing injured, I'm hoping that, you know, they give her a bit more rest. This was obviously a tough game to do that in because it was against Seattle. Uh, Seattle's numbers. Uh, one player that stood out for me was Katie Lou Samuelson. She was awesome. Uh, 66% from three-point range. It was four of six. Uh, I really liked how she was moving the ball. She had five rebounds uh, and a steal as well in there. Uh, so she scored 18 points. She had a really good game. It was it was really positive. Uh, Mercedes Russell pretty much played the whole game. She played 45 minutes. Um 12 rebounds, 10 points. Uh, she's shooting 55% from the field. So, again, good field goal percentage. Uh, a player, though, who whose percentages didn't really kind of stack up. She was 0 for 7 from three-point was Joe Lloyd. She had a really slow start to the game. And I don't think she ever really recovered, uh, sadly. So, um, Sue Bird, obviously the, the legend is Sue Bird. 16 points. Uh, she had five assists, three rebounds, and you know, forty-one percent and fifty percent from three is it, pretty good uh, for Sue. And I think she'd been happy with her game. You definitely seen her as being a leader. They had the kind of mic on her and stuff while she was playing, so that was really good to see her play. Uh, Brianna Stewart was out injured, um, so Brianna Stewart didn't play. Um, that that's obviously a big loss um, when you have your star player MVP not playing so uh, that was a shame uh, but you know you can't take any away from Phoenix you can only play the team that's put in front of you uh, but as I say Kaylee Samuelson probably the highlight of that game for me uh, I thought she was pretty awesome 
Uh, I love how her sister's on that team as well, although she didn't get to play Carly Samuelson. So um, hopefully they're both there next year and, and we get to see the two sisters kind of play together. Uh, I think that would be that'd be pretty awesome if that could happen. So uh, this is how the playoffs um, have kind of ran so far. Um, I think they've been pretty good. I think they've been pretty impressed with the, the level of play. Um, and we move on to the semi-finals. So we're going to have the Connecticut Sun taking on the Chicago Sky. That game, well, those games start Tuesday. Um, so just today, in fact, while I'm recording this. Uh, and then later on, uh, same day Tuesday, we'll have the Las Vegas Aces uh, taking on the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, so you got to remember the Sun and the Aces, you know, they're pretty well rested. Um, they've had a few days off, but a week. So they don't have, you know, maybe as many niggles as the Mercury and, and Sky have. So let's hope that these games are really competitive. Uh, I do see the Aces, Mercury going five, but maybe the Sun, I think, can do it in four. Um, uh, three, sorry. Uh, I think that could be that could be pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, a lot of games ahead in the semifinals. It's a best of five now uh, moving forward. So uh, that is something to, to watch out for as well. And I think, yeah, we could see some we can see some pretty pretty awesome games. Um, as I say, I think it still will be an Aces Sun finals. But hey, I could be wrong. Um, I think I was wrong probably somewhere along the lines if we listened to the previous episodes. <laughs> but, nah, they, these were pretty awesome games. And I think for me, and this kind of hits home as well, is that the viewership of the W right now is up 49% at the end of the regular season. So not including the playoffs, up 49%. Now, if you look at that uh, Seattle-Phoenix game, like... That is one of the best games of basketball I think I've ever seen. It was back and forth. You had big name against big name. Uh, you had young player against young player. It was such a good game. Uh, there were so many storylines written into that. And obviously at the end uh, of that game, we did have Deanna Taurasi and Sue Bird swapping jerseys at the end. Which, I don't know, maybe it does signify that, that Sue's leaving now. Sue for the last few years has just been signing a year contract like so she has her off season she sees how she feels and then the team come to her and say right do you want to come back again this year and she so far has said yes uh, however I don't know does the swapping of the jerseys signify that maybe maybe her time's up and obviously there's Diana as well we don't know if, if she will come back uh, she probably won't make an announcement until at least after the playoffs uh, the Mercury are out of the playoffs um, or if they don't win at all. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of storylines, and I, I do think that if they both retire at the same time, it's probably fitting because you've got two legends leaving. But I don't know. I'd quite like to see them both go one more season, but at the beginning of that season, both kind of come out and say, it's our last one. Uh, this is us done after this. And I think, you know, it means they can kind of have their own farewell tours um, we've seen it in other leagues uh, the NBA did it with Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowinski and it is kind of like a farewell tour I mean Dirk Nowinski hadn't actually said he was retiring uh, everyone just assumed he was and then he ended up just retiring at the end of the season but I would really like it if we could have somewhat of a farewell tour 
Uh, I think that'd be pretty awesome uh, for both players because they have given so much to the W over the years and it'd be awesome to see just that kind of appreciation given to them or the flowers as as Michelle would say um, as thanks for, for everything they've given to the league so um, they're leaving the league in a much better position if they did leave just now they're leaving the league in a much better position than they found it and I think that's that's important I think we've spoken about that before. So, yeah, I think they can be pretty pleased with what they've done. A few championships under their belts and obviously a few gold medals as well uh, along the way. Okay, then. So, just finally, uh, we will pick up our player spotlight. Uh, So, this week, I'm going to do it on a very young player. Uh, Usually, we do it on a veteran, someone that's been seasoned. Uh, However, this week, I thought we'd give some players to Phoenix Mercury... Uh, guard Sophie Cunningham, uh, especially after that big game in the first round. Uh, I thought, you know, she was a standout and won the game uh, for them. Uh, so Sophie Cunningham is, was born in Columbia, Missouri, in America. Uh, she's six foot one. Um, she went to Rockbridge uh, High School. Uh, she went to Missouri College and was drafted into the WNBA uh, 13th overall by the Phoenix Mercury, where she's spent her entire career so far. At Missouri, she did play all four years, starting every game she played in, uh, which has been pretty important. Uh, Her minutes each year went up, uh, which, you know, shows that she's kind of grown over those years. The most she scored per game per season is 18.5 in her third season, which obviously I guess she's working on other areas of her game by that point because her rebounding and her steals were all kind of trending up the way at the same time. Uh, her minutes per game, as I say, were going up as well. Her last season was her biggest season, 35 starts uh, thirty-five from 35 games, so uh, pretty, pretty awesome uh, for her. And, yeah, four seasons at college, um, at the University of Missouri, so that's pretty pretty awesome. I mean, WNBA-wise, has she kind of got in there so far? I think she's making a name. I think she's carving her, her own space right now. And she did come in as a rookie a few years back now. This is her third season um, in the W. So, uh, overall, she's, start, uh, she's played in 83 games so far. And, you know, field goal percentage is 40%. Three, uh, three points, she's 33. Free throws, 82%. I think she is just kind of feeling her way into into the league. So far, she has played this season 30 games, which is more than last year. Uh, she started four of those games this year. Uh, minutes per game is is kind of going up. She took a little dip this season. Uh, but, you know, she, she is on the up. Uh, 43% field goal percentage. That is up nearly 10% on two years ago when she was a rookie. So I think that's really important. Her three-point percentage is up 11%, so it's a 41% overall. So I think these little things are are adding up. I see that her assists are up, her steals are up, her blocks are up, uh, and her rebounding is up as well. So uh, And also her points, trending up. Uh, obviously, that big 21-point game uh, will certainly help with that but I see this as a, a young player who's coming into a team that has a couple of veterans that you know at, at some point soon will be moving on and I think Sophie Cunningham is a player that really fits in with Phoenix you know sometimes you see rookies come in and then move on to other teams where they might be fit better but she's come into this team she's settled in 
and now she's just kind of carving her own path uh, in this team she's growing in this team and I think that's important so uh, hopefully uh, moving forward in the coming years uh, she's still with Phoenix because I think she'd be a really strong piece for Phoenix and again I think it goes back to what me and Michelle talk about all the time you know the W is loaded there's 140 spots every spot has a great player whether that be a starter a bench player a bench ender like I was uh, so that this uh, this player Sophie Cunningham I'm nailing it down now future star moving forward so and I'm sure sure Michelle will agree with me um, I'm sure she will uh, but for the moment and it's been great doing a solo show I've not done a solo show in quite some time so I hope you guys have enjoyed it uh, we have a lot coming up uh, on Across the Pond Sports Network. First of all, with the WNBA, myself and Michelle will be back this weekend. We're going to do an earlier show just with the playoffs, um, kind of getting into it. Uh, so we're going to start off this weekend and we're going to launch a, an episode. So watch out for that. It's probably going to be Sunday. Uh, so a day earlier than normal. And then this week we have Across the Pond NFL podcast, which will be live on Fireside. Uh, so if you want to tune into the NFL show, that will be live on Fireside. Drop us a DM in our socials, and I will make sure you get a link to that uh, so you can sign up to the app. And then Across the Pond Golf podcast is launching this week. Um, so uh, Sorry, Sinead and Logan are beginning to cover the Ryder Cup. Uh, let's just say that Logan is very happy and Sinead maybe not as happy uh, with the result of the Ryder Cup. What else we got? We got Across the Pond MLB. Uh, so we've got Ellie and uh, Tyler uh, covering you all the way to the postseason in Major League Baseball. So we've got that coming up. And very soon, very soon, uh, both the Across the Pond NBA and Across the Pond NHL I will also be back. So we're going to have a full slate uh, very, very soon. But we're very much looking forward to having all our shows. Now, only the NFL at the moment is live on Fireside, um, just while we can work out the logistics of how that all that works. Um, but very much looking forward to that. So do join us for that. Uh, the Guests Will Win Margin shows have been absolutely off the chart as well. We've had some great guests. We had Father's Day edition last week. Uh, that went down very well. And we've got Jenna Harner. Uh, from WPIX in Pittsburgh, uh, who joined us last year and was a great guest. We're having her back this year. Uh, she's going to join us, so you can catch that episode Thursday. Um, but our week three review today, this is Tuesday, I'm recording this. So today, at 9 p.m. UK time, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, and everything in between. Uh, so you can join us then. For the moment, thank you so much for joining me, myself, James Scott, alone on the WNBA podcast and uh, we will see you next week. You've been listening to Across the Pond WNBA podcast. Please follow, rate, and review our podcast and check out atpsports.net to see the guests we have coming up and keep checking back to listen to our latest episodes. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.